oh, I just got a notification, the account owner, blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. Just saying it's recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty... That's pretty cool that it does that. And there's a little REC on the top of the thing. <laughs> yeah. So now I can't be like spying on you, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess here we go. Crossroads podcast. The second one ever with uh, James Dilge. Yes, and, sir. Uh, Revolving Productions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, bro. Um, how's Los Angeles? Oh, dude, it's so good, man. I was just at a freaking Jason Bonham concert last night at the Greek oh that was last night yeah yeah man it was so rad they yo they played stairway to have it (laughs) go john bonham's son correct yes sir yep Mm -hmm. so it was a led zeppelin like tribute kind of event yeah yeah it was funny because during the show man he like he was like man he's like i only wanted to do one tour because the name of this tour the one that i saw the show for last night is called an evening of Led's or Led Zeppelin evening, Led Zeppelin evening. So it's like Jason Bonham's tour, but then Led Zeppelin evening. And I guess I think the first time that he did it was like 10 years ago or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but, but he like, he was saying that he's like, I only wanted to do this once then, but then they just kept doing the same Led Zeppelin evening tour over and over and over again mainly because of how much people fucking love led zeppelin man you know oh, myself ob- sure. obviously included but but yeah, yeah you man. Got the tattoos and everything yeah yep 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 yeah should i show the people <laughs> i sure do it to it dude that is a pretty rad back tat i hope let me know if i should like move another direction or if- yeah if you kind of stand up you can see all four of them Oh, there you go. Yeah. Dude, that's so gnarly. Rock and roll, baby. I'm sure you probably plan to continue getting more and more tattoos as you live life. Oh, dude, <laughs> there's so many I want to get, bro. I just, it's a matter of finding the artist and getting the money. <laughs> but, but the real question is are you ever going to tattoo your face? Probably not. No, probably yeah, not. That's like, I, some people, that's I like, uh, I, I kind of cut it there. <laughs> yeah 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 i want to i want to get like my chest and my arms and my legs and all that but never my throat or my face if i i told myself if i do ever get a face tat it would just be a little tiny one just probably like right here or right here but i just have to i i really like to do like really like meaningful stuff that i really care about a lot that has a a lot of you know significance and stuff to me so i'd have to like have a, a lot of thought and you know that sort of thing behind it if I ever did but more than likely probably not nah. <laughs> but, but my stomach my back my, my ribs my arms my legs all that yeah hell yeah yeah I bet there's some rad artists out there did you ever get your dad's artwork speak is that your dad's right behind you or no yeah 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 let me show the people real quick did you ever I always your- hang my dad's artwork all over the place this one when I was living in Montana I, I sold more reproductions of this one than I did any, any other piece. Dude, yeah, this is... that's sick. Gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So have you got any of his work tattooed on you ever? Or do you think you ever would? Just... I want to. I definitely want to. But then again, it's a matter of deciding because here, let me, I'll show the people some more. I got so much of my dad's artwork and it's kind of crazy because as of lately, 
I've been getting in contact with even more of his old friends. I just got in contact with this dude, Steven, who he freaking, my dad sailed in the Caribbean in the 1970s with him. Here's one painting that he did. If you take a look, you can see right here at the bottom, Ron Dilge, February 10th, 1976, Nassau, Bahamas. And then you can see the artwork of the of the guys sitting on the boat. What? Doing, so doing actually... something. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? So you met a guy that he was out there living that life with? I I got in contact with him because one of my dad's albums I put on YouTube back in like 20, like 18, I think. And then and then somehow a bunch of my dad's old friends, man, like came out of the woodworks to 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 like comment like, oh, I knew Ron Dilge. Like, this is amazing that this is here. And then I have my email on my YouTube for anyone who wants to get in contact with me for whatever reason. And so basically through YouTube is how I've gotten in contact with a lot of my dad's old friends from the seventies and eighties and, you know, years and years and years ago. So, but anyway, I was showing, let me switch this back. I have like a lot of this, like this right here and this and this and this, and there's so many men. A lot of this stuff is like, my dad's artwork and stuff that I have. So dude, that one's psychedelic. It's like, it looks like pen or pencil or something drawing style and then he'll have like watercolor stuff too yeah yep yeah he he had many a different styles man all right peter my father man i miss oh, him oh for sure yeah he's miss him greatly <laughs> well uh i mean so he was a musician too right traveling yeah music oh is yeah that, oh yeah so it's kind of in your genetics or something you're like a musician is did your dad get you into music or did you just get into music yourself it was sort of a combination of both because back back when back when I first started getting in into music, I I the first instrument that I really started playing was the violin or fiddle is like kind of a style that it was commonly referred to as. Mm -hmm. But growing up in Florida through elementary school, middle school and high school, I I I I played violin. And then when I was in high school was when I first started to like get my first I got I have my first guitars my acoustic and my electric that I still have to this day those same two guitars so he so it, it was definitely like my dad for sure for sure like had influence of me like getting into music and stuff like that but then like when I was in like elementary school middle school was when I first started to like like get into like rap music and stuff like that. Like just, just being around, around Florida and stuff like that. Like I, I, I literally remember like being at home, gosh, what was it? When I was in like sixth grade around like the year, like 2000, 2001 and like being at home watching the real Slim Shady on, on MTV, like Eminem. Oh yeah. Rap, dude. Rap, I think it was that. 2000. Yeah. I think it was like 2001. So like, so yeah, my, my dad definitely like had had a, a contributing force into me getting into it. But then like around that time, I had like started to like buy my own. Like some of the first albums that I bought were like Linkin Park Hybrid Theory, like System of a Down, like Steal This Album and Toxicity and, and stuff like that. Those were some of the first CDs that I had like bought in like the late 90s, early 2000s. I can't remember exactly what year, but... I, I had developed a interest. And then, and then when I was, 
like 15, 16, I, I, my, my cousin had shown me Led Zeppelin. And then that's when I really started to like get in, get into that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's sort of how yeah, I started dude. to get into music at the beginning, man. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty interesting how you have these two worlds of like modern hip hop culture that you're tapped in and you like, you know, work with a bunch of hip hop artists and have that love and creativity. And then you also have this rock side that's like, not only modern rock, but like old 60s, oh, yeah. 70s rock. But I mean, so when you play guitar, because you'll play guitar with other guys too. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. not even just a rock band, but performing with hip hop artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, sir. Yep. One of Bro, guitar is like one of my favorite, 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 favorite things of all time. Probably my favorite thing ever, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, see, when I first met you, and actually before I met you, because I just heard about you through the internet, and I'd see your video production, I was like, dude, this guy makes, like, movies. I was like, this is like... <laughs> yes, sick. sir. Yeah. It was it was so validating, because I remember when, not to cut you off, but when, we, when, you, when you and I first started like talking and communicating you were like you were like I consider you to be a cinematographer and when I when I was like getting involved like in in films like like heavily like around like 2016 when I was really like dedicating like a, a lot of my life to it and and learning and and doing it and everything like that that was like my main focus and that's still like my end, end goal of like like, like I love directing and, and directing is dope and everything like that. But the cinematography aspect of like, you know, the technical, like, like choosing what camera and lenses and like angles and, and shots and stuff like that is just like, I've always been like a, re a really like vivid visual person and, and stuff like that. So when, when you and I first started talking and you told me that I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, I'm doing the right thing. If somebody else <laughs> is saying that that's what they consider me to be <laughs> well yeah for sure i mean definitely like invest you invested good money into quality gear oh yeah you've done the studying to like understand how to use it properly use the editing you know properly like color grade and do your edits and stuff like that so it just makes such a big difference but then like i was saying i didn't realize because you have a huge passion i noticed for cinematography that's why i was like dude i work with james and, yeah. um, but I, was, I didn't realize you had such a passion for music as well. Like, so, Oh yeah. I didn't, when I visited you in LA and I asked you, I was like, so I guess again, what are your goals in LA? Cause you've been accomplishing a lot of them, dude, which I'm stoked to see. <laughs> yeah. So right now I'm really, really, really just focusing a lot on, on music. One of the main things that I'm working on right now is my own solo project that I'm producing. I'm basically nice. doing like all of the instrumentation. Yeah. Where like, it's like, it's kind of like a rock slash alternative sort of, sort of EP that I'm working on where like, basically I'm, I'm producing it. And then I'm just like reaching out to like various vocalists, you know, pe people who do vocals that, I know and am friends with and fans of and and stuff like that. Oh, so like Santana style. Well, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of influence of Santana or like or like Slash from Guns N' Roses. Yeah, like, like he has Slash. his own solo. And then like even after the Led Zeppelin era, like Jimmy Page has some of his own like solo projects that he did in the 80s and 90s, I think, and, and years to come and stuff like that. So kind of like that, where basically I'm 
I'm like mainly just producing it where I'm doing like the instrumentation, like the guitar, the drums. I, I like to kind of keep it relatively simplistic when it comes to that. Like as far as like the technical aspect of it, I'll have like guitar, bass and drums. And that's pretty much it for the most part, because one of the things that I I'm really, really trying to like implement from when it comes to like a studio setting versus like a live performance setting is that when it comes to live performances, I don't really like to perform with a backing track. Not that like there's anything yeah, wrong with that or whatever, but like if you look man at like bands like Led Zeppelin and like other other performing acts and stuff, like there are people who are up there, man, where like there's no there's no, you know, track that's coming out of the PA speakers. Like it's it's the instruments that the guys have in their hands and and that's it. And I and I feel like, you know, for for me individually, that that kind of it, it um, for, for lack of a better term, I, I feel like that kind of ties you down a little bit. Whereas if there's no yeah. backing track, like I can just do whatever I want up on stage. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, the backing track is three minutes and I'm limited to that. You know what I mean? Like it, it gives me free reign to, to do whatever I want or if I want to keep doing a guitar solo for another 30 seconds or however long or, or something like that. So 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 to answer your question, as, as far as my goals one is just producing original music that's that's definitely up there i'm stoked because i'm freaking i'm just in like a, a really good a really good space right now as far as like the stuff that i'm creating and and what i'm doing and and everything like that so 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 basically producing original music and then and then doing live shows is definitely another thing shout out shout out to my my homie and my friend frequent collaborator steven montez he just oh, put yeah. out he just he just put out a new album and yeah he was he was there shooting behind oh, the scenes album out. yeah he just put it out yeah it's an ep he just put it out gosh what was it i think I less than a week ago or just like a couple days ago it's called love me or leave me alone but anyway he has his album release show that we're doing tomorrow night in la so i'm i'm stoked nice. i'm 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 doing guitar for for his set for that so so doing live shows Hell and yeah. then and then eventually either like getting on somebody's tour or or doing my own tour is is definitely something that that I that I want to be able to oh, do as like sort of like a hired gun. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I'd, I'd either on the shred. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like if there's like a vocalist who like needs a guitarist to like come on to their tour, like I, I'd be happy to do that. But then I also would love to like perform some of the original stuff that 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 I'm doing too. Steven so and I actually what if it was like, yo, uh you know, Machine Gun Kelly needs a new guitar player. <laughs> oh dude, are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> Shout right, out to Kells. His I, I was at I was at his show at the greek theater oh, in I los seen, angeles I didn't check it out yet but i seen you were there oh dude it was so sick that it, it it was dope because that movie that jonah hill and russell brander and get him to the greek from gosh what was that 2010 or 11 or <laughs> yeah, something that's, that's yeah that's that's what that whole thing was about and and me going to see kells last week was that was that was the first time that i had been there it's a really sick venue and and the jason bonham show that i was just at last night that that was also the same that was the same the same venue and stuff so yeah well, so yeah it, as far as goals oh, doing doing those two things putting out 
putting out new music and videos like music videos and stuff like that touring and then i also like i also still you know love like directing videos like other other people's you know music videos and short films and stuff like that and even movies like josh josh and i shout out to josh who jake also knows jo- joshua dowdy yeah, is a, out in montana in Great Falls. yeah yep 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 yeah, he's he's a close friend and, and frequent collaborator of mine. He he's a screenwriter, but him and I have been talking about, you know, different different projects and stuff that we've been working on as far as like short films and even full-length movies and stuff. But right now my primary focus is is doing original music, re- recording recording music videos and and putting it out and and performing live. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah man. Dude, that video you guys made and the first job, my son's first acting job, and you guys got the good boom mic. You had the sound guy. Yeah, let me let me. That was a bad production, bro. Let me show something. Let me show something to the people right quick. Look at what I got up on the wall. (laughs) Nice. Uh, We still have one of those. I need to get it signed actually by you guys. Oh yeah, hell yeah, bro. From the strip you guys gave us. Yeah, I still have that too. Yep. Yeah. Great Fun interview. The- I seen you uh, at his radio, by the way, doing the radio interview. Oh my dude, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Josh again and NPR radio. I've been listening to NPR radio since like 2000, like 13, 14. So to have the opportunity to be able to sit and speak on that was was super rad, man. Yeah, dude. And you, man. So yeah, that film was sweet. And plus, when you perfectly actually timed. got to perfectly timed, yeah. So make sure and check yep. that out, y'all. It's super dope. Um, I look forward to what else you guys have done or are gonna do in the future. But yeah, man, when you got to LA and you started plugging in with people, I was like, okay, he's gonna make it. He's making it happen. <laughs> he's like shooting videos for other guys, doing behind the scenes for bigger productions. When I see oh, yeah. you doing Kasky Martial Law behind the scenes, I was like, dude. Yeah, I was in that video too in. as an extra. Oh, were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta look for you. But my but my identity was concealed because in both scenes I had masks on. There were oh, two you're like the different people in the scenes. Background or something. When he when he was do when he was doing the one shot where it's him in the center and then the black figures around him, I was in that one, and then I was in the yellow hazmat suit for the scene that appears later in the video yeah, after the see. second verse or whatever well and yeah, then you had that other uh dj paul video yeah 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 i played uh it's so crazy man because life uh it, it makes me feel really good whenever like coincidences or, or however you want to refer to it as happen because back to take it back to like when i was younger and stuff three six mafia like growing up in florida was some of the first like really hard like rap that i would listen to in like the early 2000s like i even remember being at home like having LimeWire in like eighth grade and like searching three six mafia and then i would download the little seven megabit or whatever megabyte file or whatever to like listen to like rap music and i didn't really like I, I had like, just on a quick little side note, I had like friends who like grew up like in kind of like, you know, more more ghetto areas, but I, I was fortunate enough to have like a kind of solid, like we weren't like wealthy or anything like that, but I, I don't I don't think we were like poor either. So like me being exposed to like weed and like sex and like all, all, all this stuff, like 
you know, kids face as like corruption or whatever, or right. different things that are just a part of life. You know, it, it was kind of hard to come by is what I was saying. So when I started listening to rap music, that was me hearing people talk about, you know, those, those kind of things. But anyway, DJ Paul and 3-6 Mafia was one of the first things. And then and then Legit Looks, Kasky's, shout out to Legit Looks, Kasky's video people, they had hit me up. They were like, yo, they were like, I, we got a proposition for you. They're like, do you want to play a serial killer in a <laughs> DJ Paul <laughs> music video? And yeah, so literally rad. without even asking any more questions or if it was paid, I was like, yes, absolutely, 100%. And it was crazy because we shot until freaking like five or six a.m. that night when when we were shooting that scene. So to 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 first start listening to DJ Paul in like the early two thousands, and then like seventeen or whatever years later to to play a freaking serial killer. And I still have some of the props from the video too, the hammer that I used and the and the black the black sweater that I that I wore in it too. So it was it was it was like a full circle moment it was like a full circle moment to like i pictured myself being in eighth grade sitting in my room listening to three six mafia and now here i am shoving a, a model in the trunk of a 1970s cadillac <laughs> pretending to smack her with a hammer man it, life life is crazy man <laughs> so when you were first deciding to move out to la because you were living in great falls yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so you moved from florida to Great Falls? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and then, so when you were like, okay, I'm gonna go to LA, were you like, is this gonna work out? Is it, am I gonna even, you know, yeah. the first? Cause it can be pretty but, discouraging, I'm sure, for many people, and a lot of people, like, don't end up uh, it working out, you know what I mean? Yeah, man, it's, it's really, really tough. One of the, a couple of a couple of the biggest things are that like one you have to really 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 be like mentally and physically like strong and focused because especially in LA it's so 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 easy to just get fucking lost in it man and just lost get caught up and, too, I bet. yeah exactly and 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 get lost and get lost in the rat race so you really have to like like when i'm when i moved there and the other thing i was going to mention too is that is not knowing anybody because i don't have any uncles or any family or any, anybody who who lives out here man I even because I had an Airbnb for like a week the first week that I was out here and then I literally lived in a hotel for two weeks while I was trying to search for a good apartment situation it, it was cool because I, I told the guy at the hotel you know I, I gave him a little information like hey man I just moved here and I'm looking for a place can you guys give me a good like weekly rate and he rented out the hotel room for like four, like 50 a week, I think it was, or something like that. Nice. So I, I lived in a hotel for a couple of weeks, but yeah, man, it's, it's definitely hard and discouraging. What you got to do is you just got to stay focused and you have to be able to ask yourself and answer, what do I want? And, and that was, that was kind of the like driving force of like how, how I was able to just stay focused and I was able to grind. I mean, two weeks, here's a great, great story. Two weeks I had lived in Los Angeles and the first person that I linked up with was the fucking game. 
multi multi platinum yeah. artists as far as far as like big artists like i met other people obviously in right. in those two weeks but as far as like big artists and people who who well i fucked recognized with, names and everything yeah yeah he and and here's the story so there was one friday that i kind of i kind of had like a lot of belongings or or whatever when I was there and then there was one Friday where I, I was still like on job search or whatever. So I wasn't really like working aside from just like trying to like hustle my, my videography or, or whatever and trying to get Freelance people to hire me to, to, to film videos. So I was riding around trying to just get rid of miscellaneous, like household stuff that I had from like paintings to just like various things or whatever. And then literally all day long for like 10, 12 hours from like eight in the morning to like seven, eight at night or whatever, I, I was just going to different pawn shops and, and different places. And at like two in the afternoon or whatever, I was sitting in traffic and I had kind of started to hit like a lull because at that point I hadn't really been super successful. Like I had only sold like one item or, or whatever. And, and it's tough, man. Like you gotta, you gotta tell yourself to keep going if, if somebody isn't or somebody else might just be like, fuck this and just go back to their place or whatever and give up or whatever. But anyway, right. for some for some reason, I, I had the urge to listen to that song, My Life, the game featuring Lil Wayne. And I had pulled it up on YouTube. I was borrowing my homie's car at the time. And when I pulled it up on YouTube, a little thing popped up that said the game upcoming show Irvine, California in like two days, right? So I was like, oh shit. Like, it, it was kind of funny because like, obviously I was in LA, but I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in LA where fucking where badass yeah things happen. Where, yeah where like where like badass concerts and like all, all sorts of things happen or whatever i'm like oh shit so at that moment i was like i was like i pulled up instagram and then i'm like do i dare try so i pull up the game's instagram 12 fucking million followers so i send them a dm i send them a dm and i'm like yo love your stuff would love to shoot your show at at the because it because it wasn't just a game show it was like a west coast legends or whatever where fucking ice cube and stoop dog and and demrick and all oh. these cr crazy west coast people were performing at and and so so that was on friday afternoon fast forward to midnight the next night like 36 or whatever hours after the fact and i get a fucking reply so i get Hell i get a yeah. reply and then and then he's like hit jamil who i later found out that that's his brother and one of his other photographers so i start messaging and talking to jamil he's like all right bet he's like we'll we'll ride there together he basically gives me a verbal okay via instagram dm so then he's like meet me here at this location at this time and we'll go to the show together because keep in mind the venue was like a 45 minute kind of a far drive or whatever south south of LA. Right. So I go to the spot to fucking meet him, hit him up. It, I, I think at that point he had, he had sent me his number. So I message him and I'm like, yo, I'm here, not getting any answer. I try calling him, still don't get any answer. And I'm like, fuck. And then in my head, I'm like, I'm like, all right, I know what time the show is and I know where it's at. So at that point, it was either I go home or I try to go to the show and, and finesse my way in. So I fucking made the decision to just get in my car and drive, even after Jamil, my contact, the game's brother or cousin or whatever, was, was being unresponsive. 
Right. So I get to the gate. I try to fucking finesse security or whatever. I just tell them that I'm I'm there to shoot media. I had I had tried hitting Jamil. I think like one or two more times, and he was being unresponsive. I'm like I'm like, should I try messaging the game again? Because in my head, I'm like I'm like I don't want to be I don't want to be like bothersome or whatever. Right. So I fucking message him again, bro. And I start having a fucking Instagram conversation with the game where we're like, where we're like messaging back and forth. I didn't know if it was actually him messaging or if it was like his management or whatever. But anyway, I'm, I'm DMing on the game's Instagram profile, like not anybody else. He's like, just chill. Like we're almost there. Just stay at the gate or whatever. So then, so then fucking at this point, like an hour, hour and a half has gone by where I've been standing there at this fucking gate <laughs> trying to finesse my way in through security or whatever. And then out of nowhere, this fucking big ass bus pulls up all black, black tinted windows. And then and then I think he had messaged me like details or whatever about it. And then and then I, I I'm like, yo, what up? I'm like, I'm I'm here to shoot for the game. And I start showing them the messages or whatever. They're like, let me see your ID. So I hand them my fucking ghetto ass Montana ID that's like beat to shit, and you can barely even tell that it's me because of how bad the picture quality is. Right. They're looking at my ID for five for five minutes. Keep in mind, this is like a fucking huge ass seven seven foot dude who's like who's like looking down on me or whatever right. and then he gives me the head nod to come over i fucking walk on the bus um it's like me one other white person like fucking 15 black people or whatever and then at the back of the bus is the fucking game sitting there bro and and yeah. that and again to reiterate be i had been living, moment as well i had been living in la for two weeks and here I am standing on the game's fucking tour bus with my little camera bag sign. in the bag. That's a yeah. good sign. And, hey, and so anyway, I, I, I could go on, the right on about that. I could go on about the night. But to, to give you guys the fast version, I ended up being like five feet away from Snoop Dogg that night when he walked out of his dressing room. I met Adam 22 that night from from No Jumper. And uh, it, it was just really dope. I, I went home at 2 or 3 a.m. after I had gotten home after the drive edited the footage immediately, DM'd it to the game at like 5 a.m. or whatever once I got done editing it just to show them. Because when when you get in contact with people of that stature, man, you like... You sit on that. Exactly. You yeah. want to show them like, Prove oh, yourself. shit. Yeah, that's, that's another big thing is under-promise and over-deliver where like if you say you're going to do something, exceed what you say like, oh, yeah, I'll have you the edit back in a week and then send it to them like in two or three days or whatever or as soon as possible. But anyway, that that was after that. And I remember there was like a moment in time when I fucking got back to, I can't remember if I had my apartment or if I was still in the hotel at that moment. But when I, when I walked into my mo when I walked into the place that I was at, I stood there for a second and I was like, all right, anything is possible. I've been in LA for two weeks and I was just at a big ass fucking place shooting for the game a, a national recording artist who sold fucking millions of records off of a fucking instagram dm i was like i can i right, can do yeah. anything all, all i gotta do is send my mind to it so i was and super grateful out enough. there which you're not afraid to do you know you've got the courage to be like I'll just send yeah. them a message, you know, sending a message. So, so for anybody who's out there who, who thinks that you can do something, trust me, you can. You just got to you just got to set your mind to it and, and focus on what it is you're trying to achieve and take the necessary steps possible to, to move forward. 
Yeah, man. How about when you were with Bam Margera? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, whoa, uh, I didn't see that coming. Yo, I'm so <laughs> glad you asked that question. All right. So what happened was is I, I kind of recently I used to skateboard a lot when I was younger and stuff when I was growing up in Florida. But then when I started to get into like music and film and stuff like that, I kind of wasn't really that interested or whatever. But anyway, over the past like couple of years or whatever, I've been getting back into it where I've been going skating at, at various places and stuff. And so anyway, Bam was somebody who I kind of grew up on like in the 2000s and, and everything like that. And so I started following him on Instagram and then there was one night, what was this, back in April of 2021, I think. I'm pretty sure it was in April. He had posted on his Instagram, if you're in Los Angeles, come to 6260 Rampart or whatever it was. I don't remember if that was the actual exact address or whatever. But, but anyway, he posted his address on Instagram and the fucking photo that he posted, it was like pink and purple and it was some house and they it, it just looked like debris like there was like drywall and wood and just like all this different shit or whatever and so he he had posted it i'm like oh shit i was like i've known who bam is for like 20 years man i was like i better just go because it was like a sunday right. night it was pretty late at that point it was like 11 or 11 30 p.m or something like that i'm like i better just go mm -hmm. so then so I get my camera and stuff and, and I go drive to the address. I put it in there, whatever. I find the spot, I walk up and then, and then, so I walk up and then there's this like security guy at the door or whatever. And I got my camera around my neck and then, and then I just walk up to the guy. I'm like, yo, is this the spot? And then he looks at me with this crazy eyebrow raise and he's like, yeah, who are you? And then I was standing, I was standing next to this other guy who I literally don't know at all, complete stranger. He's like, he like looks at me for a brief second. He's like, yo man, he's cool, man. He's with us, don't even worry about it. So I guess I looked the part or whatever. I had a black, <laughs> I had a black t-shirt on and my silver fucking teeth that I had from Alligator Jesus and my, and my silver links of life that I got from Kill Nigel or whatever. And, nice. and I, I don't know, the guy, I guess, got a good vibe from me or something for, right. for him to, for him to well, say that or whatever. you have a way of doing that. I don't know, like, you know, not to jump off the topic, but just like your other story of the, uh, like, what was it, like the Oscars or something I remember seeing on the internet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm well, like, dude, James is just like, he just slides slides into the dms or slides right into the like, oscars or something like, I'll, I'll tell the oscar story after this but let me finish the bam one before i forget yeah for sure so yeah so so the guy says that or whatever he's like all right man sign this i'm like i'm like what's this he's like it's a waiver i'm like i gotta sign a fucking waiver i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm like i'm like why do i gotta sign a waiver he's like you'll see when you get in there so i signed the waiver or whatever it was so crazy, man, because I walk in and bro, there's fucking, oh my God, bro. There's fucking wood and drywall and construction material and broken holes in, oh, in yeah. the wall, man, and, and broken windows and debris everywhere. The place is a complete mess. There's fucking people, bro, taking sledgehammers, <laughs> smashing them into the walls, bro. Oh my God. And, the, and, the, and, the, and there's this band, Spray Allen, that's performing 
And I found out that night that the bassist from fucking Sublime was the was the was the bassist. So Spray Allen was his new band. Oh, and I had met okay. this guy. And it's crazy. So they were shooting because a music video or something, right? Band they were shooting a music video. Yep. The yeah, they were shooting a music video. Yeah. And then so I walk in, there's all this fucking craziness and chaos. And for some reason, bro, you know how sometimes you walk into a fucking place and you catch a vibe? I fucking stepped foot. I literally stepped foot into the living room. I walked from the kitchen into the living room. And the moment that I stepped there, so they say that smell is your number one trigger remembrance, where if you smell something, it's more than likely that that out of all your other senses will take you back to like a moment when you were young or something like that, right. rather than any of your other senses, sight or hearing or anything else. Mm -hmm. I closed my eyes for like a split second and it just took me back to being at the beach at Florida, man, because when I was growing up and like being a teenager, Sublime was one of the bands that I listened to a lot growing up and mm -hmm. stuff. So the fact that I got to be him and Ben Margera that night, but anyway, when I stepped foot there at that moment, I just... I just caught a vibe, bro, and I just felt right at home, even though it was <laughs> chaos and and craziness and and shit going on. I I I just really caught a vibe there. Element, so yeah, you're like, so, this is, you know. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. And so Bam, so yeah, so Bam had posted his address. That's how I got there. I ended up like linking up with a bunch of other people and stuff. I spoke with Bam for like five minutes or whatever, like not super long or anything like that. I was like, yo, Bam. Like I told him all this shit because we actually, me and some of my homies growing up in Florida, like we literally filmed our own jackass movies. And I, and I actually just nice. got possession of them not too long ago. When we were like teenagers, we would like tie fucking boogie boards to like our cars and like <laughs> surf on the fucking concrete and like jump off of, tree forts and do all all this shit or whatever and so when i met them i was like bam you're a huge inspiration man I've, I've known who you are for 20 years and and all this stuff and i ended up i ended up like i have like all this footage from that night but i just wasn't sure what i was able to do with it i ended up right. like yeah i ended up like talking to these guys or whatever who they were working on like a video edit of some kind i think just like a vlog or whatever or just like filming the whole experience and then editing it and, and putting it out or whatever and so yeah so i met them i met some of the guys from the band or whatever and yeah man yeah it was dope it was rap <laughs> dude yeah that is crazy well it seems because you also i remember seeing you in the virgin island so it's obviously taking you places yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if I should talk about the Virgin Islands or if I should talk about the Academy Awards. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, just the fact that you made it to the Virgin Islands is incredible. But that Academy Awards, dude, that's some, like, next level. Like, they're both next level. But because, yeah, talk about the awards. Because, uh, like, for those that don't know, I mean, dude, just to be around, like, celebrities and, you know, people that are just, like, movie producers and directors like that it's got to be kind of you know surreal and being out in montana you can get a little like jaded to you know the people that make million dollar movies because it seems like worlds away but now you're right in it so it's just it's incredible but yeah share with the people that a little bit about your story of the award show though because that's pretty crazy 
Yeah, man. So that night, if I remember correctly, it was like the end of 2019. And so what had happened was, is so there's this guy, Artie, who, so when I had that first Airbnb from when I first moved to LA in the end of 2019, I, 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 I had met two people I had met two people when I had that Airbnb and one of them was already. And then the other one was Mikey. I'll, I'll late, I'll later talk on this or whatever. Cause Mikey, Mikey was one of the main reasons why I ended up going to the Virgin islands. But anyway, I'll stay on the Academy Awards. So, so I was sitting there and it was a Sunday night and I didn't really like have anything going on or whatever. And then I knew that the Academy Awards were going on and my apartment was relatively close to where the event was being held at and so basically i i like i kept going back and forth in my head i'm like should i go should i stay should i go should i stay so i literally man just got dressed up put my suit on grabbed my camera and just went there and then we basically like i had tried to like reach out and like i th- i think i tried to like contact a couple of people to like, Hey, I'm a photographer would love to, would love to shoot at the Academy Awards. And so I went by myself, but then I ended up running into Artie outside of the Academy Awards. And then he had his, and then he had his homie Benji and we basically man just ended up like finding a way in or whatever. I won't, I'll keep the the details to myself, but we, we basically just found a way in or whatever. And then like, and then, yeah, man. So like, so the way that they had it set up is there was like a couple floors to it or whatever. And on the ground floor was where all the like real, like big A-list celebrities were at. At the time, a couple of the really dope movies that were in theaters were once upon a time in Hollywood and the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Oh yeah. So that night, that, that night, one one really really dope thing that happened is the speech that Joaquin gave when he won Best Male Performance for the Joker movie. He was basically saying how like mean and insensitive society is. That was that was basically like the so short. So you got premise. to hear that like. I got I literally got to stand there in person and hear that and the other incredible it was incredible and the other insane 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 thing that happened is Billie Eilish performed it was a Beatles cover and I'm pretty sure the song was yesterday I'm fairly certain that the song was yesterday and and yo so that so the 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 architecture of the of the hall of of where they were having the main event at mm-hmm. yo so number 1 the beatles are like one of my all-time favorites and number 2 the way that that room is set up i i got some of i almost cried the 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 fucking vibes that i got when when billy did the cover of that song cuz that, that song yeah. That that song He's was a great one of the too. yeah that song phenomenal phenomenal that song was one of the first like songs that I had like learned on on guitar if it was yesterday I'm pretty I'm pretty sure so like so those two things happening like I'm pretty sure I saw Keanu Reeves 
I linked up with I linked up with Ann Morgan, who she she had won she had won best makeup artist for the movie Bombshell. I got some really good like I got some really good like portraits of of her, and and I ended up getting her email. I I went home again, edited the stuff immediately, and sent it to her, and I got a reply back. She's like, James, what a wonderful photo! Thank you so much. I think nice. there was another there was another person who I got some really good portraits with and oh and then the highlight of the night this was definitely the highlight of the night was I got uh I got uh my bad one second oh shit I'll hit him back as soon as we're done with the interview <laughs> oh okay yeah <laughs> but yeah we can wrap it up here soon if you need to Oh, life. it's cool. It's cool, man. I, I enjoy talking about all this stuff. And so the highlight of the night was at the end of the night when we were getting ready to leave. We we were we were standing outside and then and then Quentin Tarantino was fucking standing there. And then that night he had That'd won. Yeah, dude, he had he had won. He had won or Brad, Brad Pitt had won best supporting actor for once upon a time in Hollywood. So he was like in a good mood, you know, nice. and then I'm, st I'm standing there and then already my homie already is standing there talking to him. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like my homies <laughs> standing over there talking to Quentin Tarantino. And then in my head, I'm like, all right, think of something good to say. And then I was like, Quentin, Quentin. I was like, last year, my roommates told me that they hadn't seen Pulp Fiction. I was like, all right, sit the fuck down right now. And we're about to watch that shit. And he started laughing. So I was like, yeah, I got to make him laugh with a joke that was about one of his movies. So the fact that I did that to one of the most dopest and one of my most favorite fucking film directors of, of all time was, was really cool. And I got a couple really good portraits of him too with, with my Sony. So that, so that was really rad, but yeah, that was fucking, that was awesome. Dude. bro. It was such Dude, a good time, man. <laughs> I believe in you, bro. As far as just like your craft in itself, I'm like, dude, this is quality. He, your passion you have, plus the fact that you're like a networker. You'll get out there, put yourself out there, meet people, go to the big party on the in the hills and the mansion if you can, or go to the the place that they're destroying. You know, you have a good yes. spectrum of like, yo, you're working with the homies on the street. And you're trying to make those connections in the Hollywood Hills mansions. And yeah, I'm like, dude, you're making it happen, dude. I'm stoked. So are you trying to make movies and stuff like that, too? Then you've done the short film. You think you'll ever do a big feature film one day? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that all my bad. Give me like two seconds. Let me just. Bad on a call right now. I'll hit you guys right back. Yeah, it'll be cool. I I can't wait till uh, we get our new song and video out. That'll be rad. Oh yeah, dude. Yes, sir. In yep. due time falling, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, falling from grace, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah. Can't, it's just it's always nice to work together and doing this podcast like yeah dude we've not nah, we've definitely been through some shit like when we were shooting the faded blue jeans and those freaking hutterites kept harassing us oh and yeah then, dude oh trying to hustle and then when, and then when i left this and then when i left this ipad in the field for a freaking week <laughs> dude, it got rained on too 
And so insane, so bro. I can't and believe it's and still here it working. is still working. <laughs> you know, I mean, shout out to Apple products. They work, I guess. Yeah, nah. But, but nah, to, to answer your question earlier, I definitely, definitely, without a doubt, definitely want to direct movies. Me, me and Josh. So, so touching back on Perfectly Timed, we had done the short film version of it, but Josh literally has the full script like the movie like the full length version of it that we have and we want to and we want to shoot it in chicago so that's one of the that's one of the projects that we have and then there's another project that i want to shoot up in montana but like i'm still like in the pre-production stages of it of like deciding like you know i have like a good like general like gist of of like what i want it to be and what i want it to be about and and all this different stuff but i but i'm i, I want to get it i want to get it you know finalized and in, in a better place and a sure idea of like what it is that that i'm trying to do and stuff so yeah it'll it'll definitely happen someday without a doubt but it's just a, a matter of when and where and how so <laughs> true dad well i mean with you working on all the music videos for everybody is YouTube pretty much where everybody can find all your work on your Revolving Productions YouTube channel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes I'll direct, I'll upload it, the videos directly to the channel. And then if not, I'll just, if they're on somebody else's channel, I'll just put them on the playlist. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, yep. Yeah, and then your Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, 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 I have two. I have my own personal one and then I have one for revolving productions which is more like the music videos and stuff that i do and then my own personal one is for like my own stuff that i'm working on music wise and whatnot well yeah dude your video i see you're now you were gonna start renting your gear out to people possibly yeah yeah i already did actually yeah yeah, nice yeah (laughs) good yeah i just over the years as a filmmaker man i've acquired a a lot a lot of a lot of different a lot of different gear and stuff dude and Support. Yeah, so build that so, company up, dude. I can't wait. It's exactly yeah. Making yeah. a lot of progress. I have my. What's that? You're making a lot of progress. You know. And oh you're yeah. An inspiration dude, yeah. to these other people. You know, you lead by example. You're showing them that, hey, it is possible. You don't even have to tell them. You just, you're out there doing it. You know. And yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> those kids back in Great Falls or Montana that are like, man, maybe one day I could get out of here and go to L.A. and get a super hot bikini model no. <laughs> i'm sure you yeah, can man. meet some uh, pretty cool people out there though yeah. oh yeah dude yeah yeah it's been really rad man it's been really cool you just gotta you just gotta be careful sometimes on who you cross paths with bro because there's a lot of a lot of a lot of sharks out here man oh but... dude it's gotta be just <laughs> being a dog eat dog world and then in la where it's like Oh, dude. I heard they were cleaning up the homeless encampments. They probably spawned again. But... So here's a here's a crazy rumor. Supposedly, I don't know how much truth there is to this, but they I, I was told that it, it was on the news. But supposedly, they're building a 19-story skyscraper building downtown for all the homeless people to live. Man, wow, that's, that's... what that's what the ru- that's what the rumor is. But I, I don't know if. You know, you one hears many things, as they say. <laughs> Hopefully they do. It might become, you know, just their dirty den, but at least it would be in a confined space and not out in everybody's face. 
Yeah, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, definitely. Yeah, we were, where were we driving on? San Pedro, I think, was was when I was told about that and supposedly where, where it's supposed to be. I know I was joking around with the people who, with the people who I was with and and I was like, damn, bro, why can't they do that for hardworking people who just can't make a living? Like, because some like like yeah, it's it's right, sad yeah, and it's sad and stuff. But it's like, yo, like like a person is is their own individual self. Like, you have to do things in order to have things. You know what I mean? But well, I don't know you, I, your apartment. You're still in the same apartment? You're not in your apartment. Oh, no, no. I'm at, oh, I'm at a new spot. Oh, yeah, you did? You moved. Is this the new place you're at now? Yep. Dude, this place looks lit. So you got some roommates there? Is this the place you were looking into or no? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I got a couple Sweet. roommates. Yep. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. It's dope. Yeah. I'm out here in Silver Lake, a little bit north of downtown. I'm kind of like East Los Angeles. I'm over by I-5 kind of by like Glendale sort of a little bit, but it's still a good like central location. Like it only takes me like 10 minutes <clears throat> to get downtown, like 10, 15 minutes to get to Hollywood. So it, it's, it's in a good spot. Dude. I mean, with you going out to Hollywood, cause of course me being an artist, I was always like, man, I got to get to LA one day with you going out there. It helped me to be feel more comfortable. Like, yo, my homies there, you were living right like in the heart of Hollywood right off, Hollywood trip and you know so I was like it was such an awesome experience in this last year to go visit you a couple times go check it out you could show me you know you showed me around the place yeah and uh you even took me to some other people's places it was totally rad so now are the people you stay with are they like creative people too or yeah 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 I got two roommates Lawrence and Sebastian Sebastian is like an audio like engineer slash producer and then Lawrence like manages actors and kind of does like stand up and stuff so yeah it's it's a good situation man I, I enjoy it man one of the one of the things part of the reasons part of the reason why I stayed in that one apartment for so long is because I like to be able to have a view with my place and I definitely have have that here for sure nice. but yeah not and then yeah just touching back on what you were just saying to I, I kind of pride myself on like being able to like know the area and stuff like that. Cause I know that like a lot of people are like kind of reliant on like, you know, maps and stuff like that. And like, I get it. Like it's cool. Like technology is a, a tool that, you know, can, can be used for, for stuff like that. But I don't know, man, like I'm kind of old school. Like I don't, I like to just be able to get in my car and drive and like, and know where I'm going and not have to like, look at my maps every every two seconds or whatever you know what i mean there was a yeah. there was a there was a time back in like 2000 like 16 or 17 where i i started implementing like me not being on my phone as much to just like stay off social media and just like really be able to like experience life to the fullest and then at the time it was kind of funny because my phone was having trouble charging. I think there was just like dust in the charging port or something, but it got to a point where I literally couldn't even charge my phone. So I would like, oh, I, I, I eventually, yeah, I eventually got like frustrated enough to where I was like, fuck this phone, man. And then there was a period of like two weeks, literally two whole weeks where I just didn't have a phone where I would just get up in the morning make my coffee, 
go about my day, do my stuff. And I just would live life without a phone. And it was honestly just so refreshing, man. And, and it was good. And, and sometimes I still do that. We're all like, all right, I'm going to go three days or whatever without my phone or however long. And it's, it's good, man. Like it, like, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Cause like people, people will do stuff like that or whatever, where they'll, where they'll be on their phone. But like for, for me as an individual, like I just sometimes life, I, I just think quality of life is just better, you know, without it where I can just experience things and, and do stuff, do stuff without it. So, yeah, keeping a balance is definitely important. Yeah, dude, when I was there the first time I visited you with the homies, when we got the band together and shot in the desert, dude, yeah, that was so epic. Like, thank so you much for fun. making that all happen again. You dude, it was it. so tough, bro. Oh. It was so tough. I was just like, oh, it's going to happen. But so I was like totally hung over the last day. I've you know, been on that like sobriety kick ever since then. <laughs> but um, I drove him to the airport that morning and I left my phone at the hotel room. So I was like, fuck, now I have to make it back with no GPS and do this old school. And it really put me in that position. Homie tried to test me the day before, like, all right, see if you can make it back to the room with no phone today. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I had to figure that out. But it's no joke, dude, driving around in L.A. Holy mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. So yeah, it's the world's different than Montana. You know? Yeah, yeah. When I had a, my my mom, my mom and, and her, the person she was with at the time, they came to come visit Montana what was it in like 2017 and then when we were just driving around Great Falls I, it was funny because I was like a tour guide where I'll be like and this is where this is and this is what that is and, and I, I would share what the place is and the details and stuff like that and I, and I even still do that to today because like I don't know man I, I, I might be like wrong for like thinking this or saying this, but like, to me, when like, when I have that information, like it, it's, it's not as boring where like sometimes somebody might just drive around and then it's like, oh, this place is so rad. Like, I want to know more about it. You know what I mean? But if somebody's just sitting there and they're driving and they're not saying anything or they're not sharing any information, right. it's like, yo, like I want it. I'm like, Give me all the info, man. Take like, it all I'll, in, I'll, absorb yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like I want to know everything. Just like when we were cruising around West Hollywood and like, oh, there's the Jim Morrison room and there's the Whiskey Go-Go and there's the Rainbow and <laughs> everything. Yeah, and yeah, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's fun, man. You know, so you, you do keep a good balance of, you know, living in the moment and like taking it all in and sharing it with people. Because, you know, putting it on your Instagram like yo what's up people i'm out here you know not everybody gets that chance or has that wild spirit that's like let's go let's do it yeah, that's your thing <laughs> that's like your catchphrase almost it is it is that's why i got it tatted on my ankle yo let's go yeah dude oh man <laughs> that is a sick tat thanks yo yeah dude i can't wait to uh get back together with you in the real world again one day hopefully next time we can actually go to that jim morrison motel room oh i know dude again, you know sheesh but, if, the jim, if the jim morrison room is seeing this part of the video right now please open it back up so that me and jake and many many more people can enjoy it yeah, yeah dude <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Are you probably going to be set up in L.A. for a while? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I'll always... Or what? I'll, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll always... Montana will always have a special special place in my heart, as will Florida, my home, and 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 all the other places. But I, I think I think LA and Cali is gonna be kind of the base, and then I'll just go to the other other places and and stuff as needed. Like sometimes part of the reason why, because even though I've been in LA for about two or so years now, like I've already been back to Montana like four fucking times or something crazy. Some of the time. Yeah. It's it's some of the time and it's just really refreshing. It's just really refreshing to to go to get away from the craziness of out here and and go back to Montana, man, and and just breathe fresh air and and do stuff that and do stuff that I enjoy. And it kind of that's part of the reason why I love traveling so much is because when I get to go to like different places and stuff, it kind of helps like almost like reset my brain a, a little bit and give like a fresh perspective of stuff. Like when I, when I go, when I go back to Montana and I get to go out to a highway and a field or something and just breathe fresh air and stuff like it, it, it's just, it's just refreshing and, and helpful and, and stuff like that. So that's part of the reason why I enjoy doing stuff like that and getting away from it. It, it kind of, it almost helps me like be more, be more productive when I come back to LA. So then I come back with a fresh mindset and I can just, I don't know, do, do more than as if I were, were to stay here and stuff. So. Yeah. And it, you seem to like, really, when you go to these places, you know, you really take it in and appreciate it. Like when we, you came and shot a video out here with me in the winter and then you're like, you roll out <laughs> in the snow with no shirt yeah, on. Really. You're like, damn, I'm out here. I'm going back to California next week, and it's going to be back to warm weather and no snow. Exactly. And exactly. Yeah, man. Snakeskin boots. That was a that was a fun. That was a fun. That was a fun production, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's always fun working with you, and it's like, like I said, man. It's like, you know, like my homies were saying when we did the video on the desert, because and you got some more guys together. You got. AJ to help film and Steven with filming and Jed to drum and you're really good about that man you get more people involved in your productions and uh you're really professional about it like and you just are progressing I'm like man one day he's gonna be putting together big teams and big studio operations and it's like dude oh yeah and one day you know when you got an investor or somebody that's like you know Hell yeah, you got this project. We're gonna dump a hundred thousand dollars into it, or even ten thousand, or you know, it, out there in LA, it's like somebody might be like, yeah, make a deal with Netflix, like a million dollars to produce mm -hmm. this or whatever. I don't know. It's you like, you know you know what part of it is where the professionalism comes from is one my upbringing because my mom, she, she just taught me always to be really respectful and bro. I couldn't tell you how many times, <laughs> I've gotten in contact with a creative man, a camera operator, whatever, all, all these different people out here in LA. And like, I don't know, dude, like, I don't get it, man. They'll just be like, oh yeah, bro, that's not a good idea or whatever. And like, and like, and I don't know, man, like, I just like, I, I hear these things that people say to me or like, or if I get in contact with somebody and then we're talking about a video we're shooting and they're just texting me this, 
fucking paragraph of of 15 different questions and not that like knowledge is bad like it's good to have knowledge but it's like yo like go to youtube and search those questions man like don't people people sometimes don't have the time or the, or the way that they'll that they'll state their question or or something like that and then i'll just say to myself like fuck dude like i don't i don't want to I, I absolutely like don't want to like be talking to a big director and like and come off in that way. Like you always want to be right. like like cool, authentic, like re- respectable and pro- and professional. Like like oh, would it be okay if we did did this as opposed to like nah, fuck that. Like like yeah, there's a time and a place where if it's like if it's like your co- close friend of ten years or, or something, depending on it. But if it's somebody that you just met, like you can't you can't, you can't come across that way. Like you'll, you'll get, that might be the difference as opposed to like somebody fucking with you or, or, or not fucking with you. Or another thing too is another thing too, is that like one of the things that I've always said is like, yo, like you never know who's like Puff Daddy's cousin. Like you might be true that you might be at a, you might be at a Hills house party or whatever. Right. And you're in a social circle or whatever with seven people or something and your 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 thing that you might say to those people like that person might be the person who could open the next door of opportunity for you and yo like if you're saying some condescending weird corny cute shit or whatever or you think you're being funny or or some shit like that and you saying right. that words might have just instantly turned that person off to you like I, I keep my fucking mouth shut bro if i'm ever in question if what if my comment might not sit well with somebody if if there's even the slightest hint that i think that like oh me saying this this person might not like that then i i keep my fucking mouth shut like there's yeah, so many dude. people out here that'll say the wildest, wackiest shit. And it's like, fuck, dude, like, I'm grown. I know better, yo. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, another thing when it comes into, like, I'm sure out there, especially and anywhere, especially if people get, uh, you know, going to parties and they're, like, drinking or on drugs or whatever, might say some stupid stuff. So you seems to me you've always been focused on your goals and accomplishing exactly. your goals. and. You know, you haven't really let any other things get in the way of you accomplishing your goals. And, yeah, man. You know. Yep, that's what it's all about, bro. You gotta, you gotta set the goals, even though, like, the thing is, man, is that life's so short. Like, even if, even if, like, you know, somebody lives to be like eighty years old or whatever. Like, yeah, eighty years is a long time, but at the same time, it, it's really not, man. Like, you gotta you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be geared to do things and, and, and accomplish what it is you're setting out to do. That's, that's what motivates me. And that, and that's what drives me every day. When I'm, when I'm not here in the physical on this earth anymore, I'm going to have music recordings and videos and all the all these different things left behind that other people can use and and learn from and and enjoy and and love man and so like that i i think that's a huge a huge part of of my driving force of you know why why i do what i do and why i proceed to you know make these songs and videos and all these different things on the on the regular well yeah and you know you're not too focused on just yourself like I said you put passion to even my projects that even maybe you weren't on the music you know we've done music featuring you but you still put so much passion into other people's projects so I guess for the people that are wanting to work with you 
musically or visually what's the best way for them to get a hold of you and hit you up oh yeah 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 you can yeah you can definitely dm me the revolving productions hopefully we'll link this yeah i'll put all those <laughs> links in the description. Yeah, but yeah yeah you in. can you can dm me I, ha I have two instagrams i have the revolving productions instagram which is just at revolving productions and then my own personal one, which I use more frequently, is James D. Dilge. Instagram, James D. Dilge. And then you can also email me. My email is in both of my Instagram profiles, and it's in the About section on my YouTube. And then the YouTube is Revolving Productions. If you just search Revolving Productions on YouTube, then it'll pop up. So, yeah, you can DM or email me. And then and then if you're cool, I might give you my number. <laughs> nice, yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much got, like, your whole kind of resume of like yeah. yo, this is all your work you've done and some of your highlights uh yep. well sweet yeah man we'll have to give another one of these podcasts a try sometime maybe uh i was doing one recently where we could plug in guitars and kind of jam maybe one day we'll be able to like, oh that would be so sick that would be yeah, really sick and then we can focus more just on just the guitar stuff and talking about you know, your inspirations as a guitar player. And um, we'll just like, we could do another one diving into just your music too. Oh yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Jimmy Page, definitely. That's all I'm gonna say though. I'm not gonna say yeah, anymore. Dude. You got the Les Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got a couple of them still, right? Or what? Uh, I only have one, one. I have one Les Paul guitar, but I, but I have, I have, Gosh, how many guitars do I own now? I have my acoustic Yamaha. <clears throat> I got a new Ibanez. Shout out to my my good friend Tessa. She gifted me oh, a new yeah, Ibanez right. electric guitar for my birthday. And then I have my original electric, the J the JBP that I have from being a teenager. And then I have the Les Paul. So I have four total guitars: three electric and one acoustic. Nice, dude. Yeah. Uh, when we went to those guitar shops, bro. Dude, that was oh, so man. rad. That super evil guitar. I was like, Oh Dude. yeah, I know, right? It was a one of a kind or whatever. And the Dragon Telecaster, the Dragon oh, Telecaster. Dude. I'm like, that's one of the <laughs> other greatest things about Los Angeles too. I'm like, dude, the history here. You're in. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, this is the belly of the beast, baby. Exactly. Like, and and I'm about and I'm about and I'm about to fucking perform at the Whiskey a Go Go at the end oh, of the you month. Are. Yeah, there's Wait, is that one the of Steven show or a different show. It's a different show. Yeah. Dude, congratulations, dude. That's Yeah, I'm so stoked, right man. There. It's like, check it off the list. Dude, exactly. You're making your way, dude. One day you'll be at rocking Madison Square Gardens, bro. Yes. You yes. Know? Exactly. Dude, yep. I hopefully one day, I look forward to the next projects we do together. I look forward to hopefully doing some live shows with you and just even to be yes. watching you rock, dude. I'd be out there. My boy shredding, you know. Ah, oh, dude. We both we both put we both performed when Capo at the at the. Oh fuck! What's the name of this spot, man? Downtown Great Falls. Oh yeah, the Back Alley Pub. Yeah, the it's Back Alley Pub. It's not open anymore. Because you because you you performed at that one and that and the, you know what's funny about that? Oh, you Shout did perform to... that night too with Capo. Yeah. Yeah, I and and that whole thing was off of a whim, man. Let me let me tell this nice. story real quick. We, cause I had been, I had been practicing C on guitar, which is a song by Dolly Capo. Mm -hmm. And he, he didn't know that I was practicing it. 
And then I just walked up to him because, man, something was in the air that night. I was like, nah, I have to, I have to, I have to perform is what I mean. And then, oh, wait, and did then you use my guitar. I used your guitar, yeah, man. Right, yeah. I used your guitar. I was like, I was like, yo, Kapo. I was like, yo, you got to trust me. But let me play guitar for C. He's like, you sure you're ready for that? I was like, bro, I swear to God, I've been practicing so much. I'm going to shred it down. Yes, the Flying V, that's the one. I was like, Jake, yo, is there any way I can please use your guitar to perform? And he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, yo. There's a recap of that out there. Gosh, what was that, 2018, I think? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, shout out to Capo. He's actually the next dude I have lined up to do a podcast with. Oh, sick. Hell yeah. So, yeah, I'll talk to him just about, I don't know, he's uh, been super focused on his um, car painting business and everything. So, yeah. and just tap into him and his music because I've believed in him as well. And we're kin, you know, like literally, but. ITK, baby. Oh, you have a, it's the kin. It's nice. the motherfucking kin, bro. Hell yeah, bro. It's the motherfucking kin, baby. And I consider you kin as well. I'm like, dude, man, James is a kindred spirit. He's my, you know, brother from another mother. Well, Nah, uh, definitely. I definitely have you to thank for using the word rad in my vocabulary way rad, more yeah. than I used <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I know. I know. And sometimes I'll be like, every time I think like, let's go, I'm like, dude, that's James Dillon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like, Come on, kids. Let's go. No. <laughs> exactly, yeah, man. Speaking of the kids, man, I better go check on the family and whatnot. Um, dude, much love, dog. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for doing this with me. It's only the second one. Hopefully, there's more to come. Yes. Um, hopefully yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do a James and Jake episode, too, for sure, where we talk more music and tattoos and the virgin islands and god there's so many so many things we could talk about man Dude, i'm sure we have a lot more that will be we should do one where we only talk about our music video shoots like all the all the video shoots that we've done and all the crazy shit that's happened yeah what we should do is almost like a commentary yeah thing, like what kind of watch it and talk yeah about oh it yeah a bit. yep 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 point out yeah. those little things it's like oh yeah if you like notice right there yeah <laughs> But, uh, yeah, dude, good. I think this went well, and uh, I'm going to just make sure it's good to go, and then I'll upload it to YouTube and start sharing it with people. Yes, sir. Much love. All right, brother. Well, have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Sounds good, man. Peace. Likewise. Right, peace. All right. Later. Later.